On this episode of Beyond the Crops, MP and I, along with our husbands, are exploring tech-driven transformations we've witnessed firsthand. I'm Jenna. And I'm MP. From precision agriculture and data analytics to artificial intelligence and autonomy, we'll unpack how tech has improved our operations and what we might see as a fit for the future. Okay, so this episode actually airs the day of Husker Harvest Days. So if you are listening to this, we, the four of us, hopefully Josh, hopefully all four of us, are at Husker Harvest Days enjoying the show. If you're checking it out this week, be sure to check out the live demos happening and be sure to stop by the Zomatic booth. We'll be there probably most of the day. There's two panels that we're a part of, and it's just going to be a really neat event. And we're excited to all get together for such a cool thing. We are so so pumped to see you guys. Yes. Even though Josh is still non-committal. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being dramatic. I can already tell. <laughs> I'm super excited for our episode today, though. It's about kind of the evolution of technology on our farms. And I feel like even in our short time farming and even being farm wives to you guys, a lot has changed. So I'm really excited to dive in. I have a good opener. So I would like to just say... With farming and technology, people are creatures of habit. So it's really easy to talk yourself out of technology. Like there's going to, you make thousands, thousands of decisions every year in farming. You know, what seed to plant, what fertilizer, how much fertilizer, when to water, when to plant, when to spray, what technology to buy. Do I purchase this? Do I wait a year? Do I do this? Do I do that? And we are creatures of habit. So it's really easy to talk yourself out of technology and like, oh, I'll just wait till next year because this is the way I've always done it or dad did it this way, grandpa did it this way. Well, I would like to encourage everyone to try something new every year. It could be little, it could be big. Usually this technology that's coming out has been tested. It's tried and true. There's usually good ROI on it and it's usually going to save you time and uh, and we're going to be able to spend more time with your family and do things, other different things. So I would just encourage everybody to like, instead of finding that way to talk yourself out of it, find a way or two to talk yourself into it and try something. And maybe not everything you try will be a fit, but I bet for me and in our operation, most new technology that we try, like, like, man, why didn't we do this five years ago? <laughs> you know? I feel like that's the summary that we needed at the end of the episode. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> well, we could put it there. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not to skip ahead, but earlier Jenna was telling me about a new technology that you guys, and you'll have to tell me what this is because I honestly don't know the name of it, that you used for your pivots this year. And she said now she's able to spend more time with you because of it. Yeah, it's great. Um, what is it called? It's it's called FieldNet. Yeah, it's FieldNet. So it's Zomatic and Lindsay's um, online mo- mobile uh, device. Uh, it's their platform that you control your pivots off of. And I can literally start them, stop them, move them, um, speed them up, slow them down, put you know, different degree stops in them. Um, it's great. Um, I've got like, what do I trying to remember? What do we got? Like 15 or 16 pivots, four of them overlap, which is not handy in the pit world of pivots. <laughs> and this app has saved me hours of sleep 
in Thou- actual <laughs> thousands of miles on our vehicles. Yeah, because <laughs> like, otherwise I'm going like I'd be going. To dr- of course, and it it just happens to be these four pivots. Two of them are one way, and two of them are exact opposite way. They're about 22 miles apart, and we're in the middle. Like they're dead opposite directions. Mm-hmm. There'd be days. I would drive the this way in the morning, drive that way in the morning, like drive over there at noon, drive over there at evening. And I'd spend two, three hours a day just running, checking these pivots because if one stops and something crazy happens, the other one speeds up. I mean, like they can just, I mean. Levi would think of like every worst case scenario and he'd be laying in bed. He'd be like, that could happen to my pivot right now. I better go check it. I'm like, you're insane. This is the first year. Yeah. First year we've had it. It was so worth it. We, I just spend so much less time worrying. And it's like, I'll be laying in bed. Like, we're getting ready to go to sleep. And Jenna's like, what are you doing? I got my iPad. I'm like, I'm just checking all the pivots. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, just- He'd actually be like watching a hunting video. And I'd be like, what have you been doing? Oh, I, I'm irritating. I'm checking the pivots. <laughs> of I'm course. Like, oh, I bet you <laughs> are. <laughs> Working hard. Working real hard. Uh, we, we use something similar, but it's crazy that you guys can literally run pivots from your phones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Levi pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything. You know, we've got pivots that are that are further away and just like you say, hours and hours of of worry and travel and you know, it's almost worth it just in the travel expense, you know, let alone the worry and all the other stuff that you're factoring in. A hundred percent. And then what we found is like it's handy, like you're in hammer time irrigation. We got all machines running. And overnight, I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone or iPad to look at it. I'm like, oh, this one and this one is off. Or, you know, something happened. Or maybe, hey, this one got, you know, made it to its stop and I can reverse it or do whatever, you know. However, if I would have, you know, went the other way on my route, I could have been, you know, I just saved four or five, six, you know, hours of irrigating because, I know if there's an issue, which one has the issue or, you know, right away at, you know, 5.30, 6.30, whenever I wake up, I know right away what's going on and I can handle it, you know. And if the pivot is is going, you know, well, then those are, you know, last on my list, just check drippers and this and that. But uh, it just makes you a lot more efficient with your time and just knowing if there is an issue and I mean, it timestamps everything. When did it happen? It degrees mm-hmm. where it's at. Like you can prepare yourself. Oh, I need a four wheeler. I need this. I need that. Or, Oh, it's by the road. I can easily check it. You know, it's just, I didn't realize you considered that. When oh, you were- everything. Like I know like, Oh, one time I'm like, I, the pivot was like kind of going way back in the center of the section. I'm like, Oh, there's an in gun issue. And I'm like, well, I'll just, put a stop in it. So when it first time it comes up to the road, I'll stop it right there and I'll take my ladder with me tomorrow and I'll fix it. And boom, like tomorrow morning awesome. at like three thirty AM, it made it to the road. It stopped. So when I'm there in the morning at six thirty seven, I know I go there first. I got my ladder with me. It's by the road. I don't need a four wheeler and it's fixed and ready to roll. Like otherwise, like for that timing, well, it hit at three thirty in the morning. Well, if I didn't have that, all that thing's back in Timbuktu again by, you know, whenever mm-hmm. I get there. So this is crazy cool, but I feel like we need to rewind. Do you yeah. Know? So I was like, Levi's like 18 steps ahead of where I thought oh. I would be at this point. It is a technology episode. You said all great things, things I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> let's backpedal a little bit to like 
ag history. Where we've come you? from. Yeah. Okay. So ag has advanced a lot in the last hundred years. You heard the interview with my grandmother. She, in one lifetime, she has gone from seeing agriculture being done by hand and horseback to these incredible machines that drive themselves and pivots that you can control from your phone. And I'm sure she never, ever imagined, like, never could have guessed that that was going to happen in one lifetime. Um, I do want to highlight the advancement of the combine because it's arguably like one of the most pivotal things that happened in agriculture. And so the modern combine harvester is a machine designed to harvest. We know this, but it's called a combine. This is a joke because we have a rancher friend that was like, you farmers are weird. I don't know why you call that a combine because it doesn't combine anything. It's a separator. And I'm like, okay, that's a good point. So why is it called the combine? Well, because it combines that some, what was previously four separate operations. So reaping, threshing, gathering, and winnowing to a single process. So it's like those things that used to be done with four different machines or four different ways and combined it into one machine. And we could go deep into it, but I'll spare you. (laughs) They started combine advancements in the late 1800s, actually. And then they were like pulled by horses and then steam engines. But the modern self-propelled combine first kind of became commercially available in 1937. That was like the first kind of prototype. And then it probably wasn't until the 40s before it was more seen more widely across operations. It'd be interesting for both of us if we knew when our families got the first self-propelled combine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I do know my grandma was a mother in the 1950s. She would have been having kids at that time. And she talked about making dinners for the threshing crew. Like it wasn't the harvest crew. It was the threshing crew. So they definitely didn't have a combine at that time. And I know my grandpa had horses until he was in high school. Right. Yeah. That was probably when they were first readily available, but it takes a long time for technology to hit all the states. So you're probably right. It probably was much later. Especially if you don't have enough acres to justify buying a machine like that. I mean, we both know what that's like. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. I mean, we still have a two-row silage chopper, y'all, from the (laughs) 1940s. (laughs) Works great. Not much technology on it. Not much technology on it. <laughs> I'd like to chime in real quick with the greatest advancement that I have personally taken advantage of, of technology. Like in your farming career? In my short farming career. When I first came back from college in 12, yeah, around 2012, dad made me plant all of our acres with the marker. No GPS. And like, you want to talk about tents when you come home. I could feel like my back, like I felt like a statue all day trying to <laughs> drive straight, let alone look behind me here and there. You come home and I just hurt and ache. You just want to cheer the stewing, steering wheel off at the end of the day. I'm like, I know why dad was up upset when he came home when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. But he's like, I wanted, I want you to experience it. So I plant all the acres, 2012, just laying the marker out and... Then after that, we, we ended up trading a tractor. We got our first GPS tractor and wow, it was just, but I'm glad he made me do that. And that was was 2012. And we were probably actually really late to the GPS. We were. Yeah. I don't know when the very first, I mean, you know, GPS had been out for a while. You know, we were definitely, we were not even on the front half of getting it probably, but we, we definitely were not the last ones. We, there was, you know, 
Levi's dad always says, you got to wait and let him get all the kinks and stuff worked out before you jump in on the new technology. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to see that and enjoy that. And like, it just makes, it's probably a bad thing for Jenna because like late night farming, really easy. (laughs) GPS is on your rows are straight and you just keep rolling. It just, but it made planning and fertilizing stuff so much more enjoyable. Like that tense feeling was gone. Like you could like relax and like watch the implement and you just catch things so much quicker. And with the straight rows, like you're able to plant nutrients in the root zone and just that's so in my done with my little rant, but like that is, that was really cool for me to be a part of no GPS and then all GPS. And like, so it was, that was really fun. What about you? What's happened? Oh boy. Um, probably by the time I got back, from college, we were pretty much, you know, maybe besides tillage equipment, we were pretty much um, GPS. I, I mean, obviously, we, I think we all remember driving with our dads and tractors and, you know, like you say, tents all the time. And, you know, hey, get off me. You know, I got to watch my, you know, my marker row or whatever <laughs> and trying to keep the rows as straight as he can and yeah, you know, teach, teaching you how to drive and stuff like that. And I mean, like I say, by the time, by the time I got back, it was, I've never experienced like what you experienced. So, <laughs> but you didn't um, get to plant right away either out of the gate. Did you? Pretty shortly after I got back, I started planting soybeans. Okay. So yeah. that was one thing when Levi came back from college, well, you actually had a full-time job for a day. Yeah. Yeah. A day. Tell everybody, tell everybody about that. A day. One day. <laughs> Tell Are you talking about my, my offer or what? Yeah, you had a job. You went yeah. for a day. I I had a so I had a I went like ag business like focus area in like precision like you know farming GPS and stuff and so I had like three or four places that I could have did you know full time and I the kind of the local place in like Aurora Nebraska here I was gonna I went. I went that day, like, it's kind of a job shadow. I wasn't like clocked in or like, you know, oh, okay. I didn't like actually was hired, but I was like pretty much like, Hey, if you like it, it's yours, you know? And I went, and I'm like, man, this is not me. Like I've never done this. Clocking AKA, in, clocking out, like he didn't have a hot meal at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know that Jenna wasn't there to make me lunch. So that was off. I didn't the table. even know him yet. No. Um, but I just, I, it was a good thing I did it because I was like, I had never been so sure about what I wanted to do. Like when I left that day, I came home to mom and dad and I was like, man, I'm like, I don't want to do that at all. Like if there's an opportunity here for me to farm, like I'm in hundred percent. And I just never looked back. Back to what Josh said, you know, we started just one tractor, the planter tractor fertilizer, and you kind of rack up a bunch of hours on that tractor. Now all the tractors have it. And it's like, we go to the field, you're going to disc or do anything. Well, the GPS doesn't work. I can't even do anything today. Got to get that fixed. I can't, you know, I can't, can't do anything without GPS, you know. I know. Like you say, it's amazing how far that we've come, you know, before everything worked just fine. And now we can't even barely pull into a field without if we lose GPS, I'm, I'm done. So yeah. it's crazy how fast and how far I guess we've fallen. If you want to say, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I think that you see the pain points of it. Cause yes, sometimes technology can fail us, but 
the accuracy of where you're at in the field and being able to be so much more efficient, even if it is just tillage, like keeping those overlaps exactly where you want them. And efficient with not just the resources, but the time too. I mean, that's huge. Look at what technology has given us when it comes to time. And, and I would like to say, even like jumping back to that combine, you know, conversation, the technology in the combines, I mean, the size of them, the, how much quicker they can shell the grain and like, you know, it's even from our last combine to our newer one is insanity. Yeah. Huge difference. So that's, I mean, you can see, I mean, you don't, you can just look anywhere and the, the sprayer, you know, like the sprayers are, you know, they're with all their technology now, just, just spraying the weeds that are out Mm -hmm. there. I mean, it just, things are moving so quickly. It's crazy. And we, they have to move that quickly because it's estimated that 2000 acres of farmland are lost daily and just in the United States to urban development. But we're still expected to feed and fuel a growing population on 2000 less acres of land every single day. So we have to have these ag tech advancements and we have to be more efficient with our time and our resources to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. I sure hope the USDA is listening right now. <laughs> I'm sure they are. You guys got a pretty big crowd, right? (laughs) You guys are the best supporters. Yes, you are. We'd like to take a minute to thank this episode's sponsor, Zomatic by Lindsay. I've really been enjoying learning more about the Zomatic brand and their FieldNet technology. FieldNet has been such a blessing to our family. It saves us miles, resources, but even more importantly, time. FieldNet Pivot Watch allows us to stop, start, and schedule our pivots and alerts us when a pivot stops or gets stuck. This technology helps us prepare with tools we might need before checking pivots and saves us from driving to every pivot every single day. Thank you, Zomatic by Lindsay, for this progressive technology and for being a sponsor of Beyond the Crops. So there can be, I feel like there is a misconception that maybe a lot of rural folk, aka farmers, ag professionals, producers are tech averse, but it's very much a misconception because look at how advanced we have to be to keep up with the ever-changing landscape and demand. I think I can understand it, especially more for the generation right before us, because until, I guess, the millennials, those generations didn't grow up with technology. But from our lifetime, we've at least had some exposure from elementary school to what it, like the advancements of technology. So maybe it's easier for us to adapt, but I don't know. Did you guys have to convince your dads into some of this technology or do you feel like they were ready for it? They just needed the younger blood who was ready for the technology. I would say, you know, I had to kind of convince or kind of prove to dad like, hey, I think this GPS will not only make it easier on us, but like we'll be able to, you know, when we fertilize, we'll be able to precisely place our fertilizer and then precisely place the seeds close to the fertilizer, right where we want it. Instead of, you know, when we're out here just following auto weave old row here, and hopefully it's an inch two over top four or five, six, you know, back and forth inches away. And, you know, and he did see it and he came around to it. But I think with any operation, usually the younger generation is, has to kind of not, 
convince, yeah, kind of convince or push the older gen. I mean, I'm sure me and Josh will be the same way sometimes. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure of that. Be, you <laughs> you know? guys are going to be the stubborn old men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, did hey. you say at the beginning, Levi, that like we're resistant to change? Like it's human yeah, nature to it's, be resistant to change. It's, uh, uh, humans are creatures of habit. Like That's what you said. Yeah, creatures okay. of habit. Like we are, you get comfortable in doing what you're doing and like that's what causes that because like me and josh like we just want our tractor our planner and our gps and we're good and our kids would be like dad we need the cabless tractor and the you know this and that to we'll just control it with a remote control on our phone and we're like no 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 i didn't do that so you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna plan it how i did for a year or two before you get that you know so you need um, to keep going with that voice. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, with your dad and that generation, I think the technology is a little bit intimidating and it just, it's something else that can break. And it's like, well, yeah. I can fix if the tractor breaks, I can't fix this computer running my tractor. So I'm just going to do it the old fashioned way. Cause at least I can fix it. <laughs> How do you feel about your dad's reaction to it? I mean, I, like I say, before I came back, we had, uh, it was like that add-on where you can hook it to the steering wheel and it would it was like a wheel inside there. Yeah. And it would steer the actual steering wheel. I don't know anything about what you're I talking about. I don't either. No, I've they're never like heard easy of that. steer. It's like yeah, easy it was something steer. like that. And yeah, I, yeah. you know, I think we probably sold it for two hundred bucks to somebody and it acted like your hand that would steer the actual steering wheel of the tractor. Okay. So you would mount it to the dash somewhere and it would it would steer the track yeah had the, you'd mount it on that you'd like it was yeah. like that was the early adaptation of gps yeah yeah it was yeah. like a, there was a big bracket you'd mount it like you say there's sensors on the wheels and it would like it was not quite as accurate as the stuff now obviously but right i mean for then it was like man this is awesome because it's better yeah. than you could do it your hand in a marker you know and yeah um, so i mean i would say that my dad i mean you know him he's relatively easy yeah um but he was adapting already by the time we got back from college so yeah. um he he kind of started the the change there but you know like on the precision planting side i had to buy the first ipad and you know show him like hey dad look how cool this is and then we you know i don't even know how many ipads we have now but mm -hmm. it, um we got our first ipad last year two years ago today. okay <laughs> I mean, I it's just, we, we were talking about this episode, Mary Pat was like, oh, you know, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? There's so much stuff just on a oh. daily basis that we don't think about. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you say, just as millennials, how far have we come? And then, you know, our parents. Okay. You want to know how far we've come? Our baby pictures are not on an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. We're the last generation whose baby pictures are not on an iPhone. Well, yeah. and, and look at us now. <laughs> I think your dad is very open to change. And I hope that we can be that way for our kids too. Right. I think that even if he doesn't understand it, he's like, I'm willing to let you guys do this. <laughs> yeah. And I really give him props for that because I mean, it has to be really hard mm -hmm. sometimes to be, you know, looking at how much stuff this, how much this stuff costs and, you know, if it doesn't work and this and that and kind of taking that you know, leap of faith, I guess. And, but yeah, I just really have to give him credit for I, that. I would agree with you a hundred percent because I mean, both of our dads were successful doing what they did, you know, 
-hmm. we wouldn't be here if they weren't. So it's like, they're taking, like, we're asking to kind of change a successful operation. Like, Hey dad, this will make it better. We think, you know, right. And they're going along with it. And so, I mean, same way, Josh, I mean, props to my parents. Like they've been great to work with. We get along, me and Jenna get along with them very, very well. But like you said, like I've caught myself several times, like, man, someday I really need to try to model this with how they're being right now. Because I'm like, I don't know if it'll be that easy for me. Like I, you know, just turning the reins over like that. So it's like, you really got to focus on that and, you know, just keep in perspective. Cause if you don't let the younger generation, you know, move forward with the technology, like you will get swallowed up and like, and they have to, they have to learn and do their own ideas and things too. Otherwise they'll never get excited about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, boys, what are your guys' thoughts on artificial intelligence? Like, do you think it is the next big thing in agriculture? What are, where do you think that's going? Ooh. <laughs> I really, really enjoy running the equipment. I really do. Um, I, I think that I could provide more value not running the equipment and spending all the hours in the equipment. Um, like you could do more value running it rather than working it. I would rather be checking everything that I'm doing every single pass or oh, every no. five passes. You know, nobody does that. They get out every 40 acres or whatever, and they check uh-huh. depth on a couple of rows and they or, hit the hammer down. And yeah. Um, but if you had, um, you know, autonomous <laughs> tractor that was doing it and you were just watching everything that was happening, then and you're still watching the same screen that you're watching in the tractor i mean i wouldn't say no i guess yeah to try it okay i like that that's how you painted that picture because i feel like especially the older generation might hear autonomy and oh that's insanity they're just trying to get rid of farmers it would never you i don't feel like you can't ever replace the farmer because there has to be a decision maker and there has to be somebody like you said josh checking making sure that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing and i think there is a lot of value in that and that's kind of a a perspective i hadn't considered yeah no josh makes a great point how you could do a better job of just seeing everything like because like when you're in the tractor if you're not in the tractor you're not getting anything done yeah and it comes down to efficiency and you know you only got so many days to get the crop in the ground and i've even heard of some autonomy things being linked together like you might have let's say a tractor that you run and then another tractor that like follows you or like you can lag it like you make the boundary of the field so it knows where to go and stay in this boundary and then you can get going and then it'll, it'll like link up with you or, you know, something like that. Or like, I think in that case that we were, I'm talking about, I think there's actually just spreading like dry fertilizer, you know? And so, I mean, you know, not as long as you can see the dry coming out of it, you know, it's obviously working. It's not probably as precise as like planting, you know? I mean, just on a, whatever level you want to call it, you know, did our dads feel this way about stuff we're doing now? Right. It's like, oh, we'll never see that or well, that'll never happen or tractors will never drive themselves. Well, they are and it's valuable. And um, yeah, I, I heard that somewhere that 
you know, would you rather have a bunch of big tractors running around or a few big tractors running around with these big tillage and planters and all this or, or manage a handful of smaller ones mm-hmm. that are running 24-7? I don't know what would be more efficient. Yeah. So it, it, Time will it's tell. a weird perspective. and It is weird. It's, it's hard to navigate, but mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're going to have to do that in our lifetime. Jenna and I talked, but... With the technology that we have, we're grateful that it allows you guys to bring the kids along and have them safe with you and probably have a more enjoyable experience than you had with your dads. (laughs) 100%. I remember going with my dad and my job would be like, watch the implement behind me. You know, like something plugs, something looks wrong. Like, Let me know right away. And I remember... Couple times he be like kind of bobbing off, and all of a sudden, sure enough, it plugs. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm five. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, I I 100% agree with you that, and and that goes for everything. Kids in the tractor, uh, paying attention to actually what needs to be paid attention to. Um, so I think we do a better job than was done before us and through no fault of our own. So it's just with how things have developed. Yep. For sure. And AI doesn't really necessarily mean like tractor autonomy, but also crop modeling. And that's something that we wanted to talk about with Zomatic and FieldNet advisor. Right. Jenna, do you want to take that on? This is pretty cool. If it's what I think it is. It is. So FieldNet Advisor takes in, it looks at everything from like your previous year, your current year, what hybrid you planted, rainfall, projected rainfall, projected water use. Soil type. Soil type. Population. Yeah. And it's kind of like a virtual agronomist-ish. Yeah. To a point that. 100%. No, it just, it gives you a breakdown of the, of the field in like crop stage, like planning, GDUs, it tracks everything. And then it's like, hey, they're predicting in the 10 week or not 10 week, 10 day forecast, 100 degree temperatures for 10 days, zero rain, you know, zero rain, chance of rain. So in order to fulfill this crop's need, as we keep going through the season, you need to apply two and a half inches per week to keep up with this hot weather and the usage of the crop. And like, it's just a, it's a really cool tool. It almost does a better job of, I mean, it's so accurate. We did it on one of the fields and it was spot on. Like That's really cool. Really it is cool. So FieldNet Pivot Watch is what Levi was talking about earlier with his phone. You can monitor whether your pivot's running, where it is in the field, and you can start, stop, and schedule pivots from your phone. And then FieldNet Advisor takes into that more sophisticated learnings about the specific field, emergence date, crop type, all the things, and makes recommendations so that you comply with like literally just a click of a button. Lindsay is releasing a new interface this year for FieldNet that will have an even more intuitive design with lots of emphasis on the maps that gives farmers a little bit better insight. They're going to be doing lots of demos at Husker Harvest Day so that Farmers can see it for themselves in kind of a beta release and people can give it a test drive. So if you're at Husker Harvest Days, you should definitely swing by the Zomatic booth and check that out because the programs that they already have are crazy cool and so helpful for the farmer. And so this next level up is going to be, I'm excited to see it in action. I'm excited too, because I feel like I dipped my toes into modeling like this back in the old days when I was working, but the technology 
is so much further along now. And just the usability from a farmer perspective, I feel like that's where we were lacking. And just the little bit that I've read on this technology seems like it's much more user-friendly. So I can't wait to see it in real life. Kind of just in conclusion, it's seriously insane to think about the advancements that happened in our grandparents' life and that there's probably going to be those same exponential advancements in our lifetime. So I can't even really fathom where technology is going to be. But for the season that we're in now, I'm very thankful for the technology advancements that have been made because it does, like we said, things like FieldNet have given Levi and I so much more time together with our kids. And summer is my very favorite season. And so since it's most of our time in the summer farming wise is spent irrigating. It's been so refreshing to have a little, so much more time together because we can irrigate from our phones. So. Yeah, it is so much more efficient. And one other thing I wanted to add in there real quick, that's really, really handy. And Jenna's going to chime in right on (laughs) right away on this. If you get that unexpected rainstorm like happens in Nebraska, I can hit a shutdown all on my phone and boom, it'll just shut all the pivots off just simultaneously. That's what you did last week when we went to the lake, didn't you? (laughs) You got to do it once this summer. (laughs) One time, Jenna was on her way home from work when she was working OB. (laughs) It was currently raining. And I'm like, hey. So I called Levi on my way home. Mind you, I just worked night shift. I'd probably been up for 24 hours. I'm tired. It's pouring rain. He's literally in bed. And he's like, hey, you think you could go shut this pivot off for me? This stops right by the road. I'm like, oh, I bet it is. (laughs) So it's literally monsooning. And... It was it got a little sketchy on the gravel roads and it's right by the road, AKA I had to walk through like waist high grass and I was wearing shorts and chacos. Oh my and God. <laughs> had been awake for way too many hours. So, uh, but, but at the idea of it is like time's money. Like when, when that big rainstorm hits and you get catch an inch, two inches of rain in a short period of time, like the faster you can get those pivots off that water that's being pumped right there is, is running off the field. The, you know, the profile's full so like you know all if you can save just an hour on all the pivots like you or you get a big rainstorm in the middle of the night i'll wake up i'll shut them off just boom right there in the middle of the night and like that saves all those little things add up and just being more Think efficient of all the all the fights it could have saved too for <laughs> you guys not having you guys to have- <laughs> you have to write about this in your journal this this growing season because this is a big deal for you and your family uh-huh and i'm so jealous these new young farmers they're not gonna have to experience any of this like <laughs> you sound so old school right now. <laughs> millennial farming problems here yeah it's funny levi said this in the beginning but Every year we try something new and even though it might not be like if it's a specific piece of technology or a new product that's being developed, um, it's definitely something as farmers that we're trying to keep this viable business going for future generations to continue to try new things. And technology has been a huge part of that for us, even in the short amount of time we've been farming together. Thank you for saying that about writing it in the journal, because those are little stories that are just like our everyday life, but that's what we should be recording in our grounded journals. Mm -hmm. So I made myself a sticky note to include that story MP. Hey, it's MP. I mentioned grounded journals in this episode, and I wanted to take a second to highlight my small business. If you haven't heard of grounded journals before, they're prompted journals I created specifically for farmers and ranchers. The 10-year journals are designed to help keep memories year over year and are perfect for anyone actively farming. I designed the 10-year crop farm journal with our family in mind. 
There are nine pages of prompts each year covering the seasons we experience as crop farmers, planting, growing, and harvest. There are also dedicated logs for equipment, weather, and commodity markets, and a yearly goals and summary page. I designed the 10-year journals for people who don't inherently journal on their own and might be intimidated about what to write. The prompts are simple yet meaningful and make it easy to record our farm experiences as we go. There's also space for several photos throughout each year because as you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. You can check out Grounded Journals at the link in our show notes or shop at www.groundedjournals.co and use code beyond the crops for a discount. I think my final thought is just to everybody out there, do not be scared or afraid of technology. And like kind of Josh said, you know, just, you know, welcome it in slow. I'll say, I'll add one thing, like any piece of technology that we've added, we've never gone backwards. We ha- we've never gone, oh, well, that, that didn't work or that didn't work as well as we thought it did. As far as the, you know, GPS and tractor technology and stuff like that, there has been some pieces of um things that didn't connect like they would or whatever. But as far as, um, you know, big investments, RTK, um, stuff like that, we've never gone. And your irrigation management. I could not see going backwards. I will never go back. Um, What would your dad say about having had field net this year? What's his reaction that you've had it? I think he's just blown away at just like, wow, how much time, this really does save you. Like mm-hmm. I know for a while I would- there is a fee that is involved with it. And so I think maybe your dad was like, well, I don't want to spend money on that. But at the end of the day, like what is your time worth? Because it's yeah. a lot more. It's, it's a reasonable fee. What you're saving and like how yeah. more efficient I can water when it it is hammer time. And, and, or like when that one, one or two pivots are broke down, like it's, it's, it pays for itself. And and it's also really, really handy to be in the combine or the auger wagon and like, <laughs> hey, this pivot can just get out of my way as I'm sitting here in the tractor and I don't even have to get out or, you know, stop the combine to get out or the sprayer. Like, really, really handy. Man, so, that cuts I, out one of my jobs. Yeah. No Some of our first <laughs> were when it rained and we were shutting off pivots. Do you remember that? Summer 2012, hanging out. For, I know. Our I kids know. will never get that. <laughs> Crazy. And I'm just... I'm actually, I mean, it, it will be exciting, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. I mean, wow. I can't wait till to see what Hank or whoever. Harper. Harper gets to go through, um, <laughs> you know, and I, I remember my grandpa, you know, he, he quit combining because we got a new combine and he didn't want to learn the new monitor and all that. But, mm-hmm. you know, just to be able to see the, the advances that have happened, it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's exciting, but also a little scary. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So we're going to rely on you, Jenna and MP to just keep everybody update in the next 15, 20 years of technology. Like you have to revisit this. It's going to be another podcast on technology. So it'll be like yeah. a yearly update with you guys. Yeah. So we're committed. Thank you for joining us on this journey, highlighting the world of ag technology. The landscape of ag tech is ever evolving, and we hope you were able to glean some new knowledge from this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe. Remember to tune in when new episodes drop every Tuesday. 
We choose a giveaway winner every month from those of you who leave us a review or share the podcast to your stories. And you can find us outside of the podcast on our social channels linked in the show notes. See you next time.